Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to another Tell Me Something Good pod, pod. Hold on one second. This works better now, right? Better? Can you hear me? If I could show you how I had to ghetto up this, I mean, in the hotel, it's always weird. You know, you got a Jimmy lights because lights are never good and they got those thick shades on them. And, but as usual, what's up, Felix? As usual, what's up, Ryan? Um, first 15 minutes is with you, and then we head to the uh, pod pod. But uh, always nice, as usual, to um, hang with you guys. And so we're going to do that for 15 minutes before we get into it. Um, I, I think my friend um, from Mad Gabs is joining us today. What's going on, Travis and Heather and Brandon and and – De Darla, and you're going to see me tomorrow night. All right. Day's going well, Alex. Thank you so much. Baylor, I'm in Kansas City um, on a, uh, a little bit of a gloomy day. I'm making sure, by the way, you guys can hear me, right? This is uh, this this new um, – oh, thank you for the hat. I appreciate that, John. What's going on? What's going on, Ray Ray? Um, no orange tint today, Dave, because uh, I don't have – my camera, I've just got the computer. But as I think I might have put, how do we feel about me wearing that for now so I can see what the hell you guys are saying to me? Uh, I couldn't tell I had an orange tint. Not only was I super high, but I couldn't see shit. So there's that. Um, sounds good. Okay. There's only audio? What do you mean there's only audio? Anyways, so much to talk to you. My friend Gabby is joining me from Mad Gab's. Um, and, uh, we're going to, she sent me some stuff that I'm going to unwrap here in a little bit when she joins us, uh, today on the, tell me something good, uh, pod, pod, uh, you know, a lot of people have been asking me just about how I started doing stand up, and, um, uh, and so I, I'm going to start from, I don't know if I'll start from the beginning. You guys don't want to hear when I was 15 years old, but, um, thanks guys about the glasses. Um, but I'll start, I figured I'd start from when I was in Seattle. I'm not sure if I've really gone over all that stuff on any show or podcast from beginning to end. Guys, the computer is on my suitcase, which is on the thing in the hotel room that holds the ice because I couldn't do it at the desk because there's no light at the desk. And, um, I, I have to face it towards the window with, and I had to take the lamps off. It's crazy. Uh, what's going on in North Carolina? Hey, from Tennessee. Uh, um, so, but, um, so I'm going to go over that today. Um, there's some weird news that I love, 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 love weird news story. Um, and as usual, we're going to do a little personal check-in at the very end. Um, he, this is my friend Gabby. Gabby, I will invite you in about five minutes. Okay. I'm going to invite you. What's going on, Cindy? I'm going to invite you uh, personally in about five minutes. Um, and so I'm super excited um, to be here and to be talking to you guys. And so last night, great show in Kansas City as usual. No nails on the couch, Joe. Um, uh, I had a fun trip down here, man. I got to tell you, like um, – Living in Nashville has been so much better. What's up, Keith? Uh, has been so much better uh, for a, a myriad of reasons. But, like, I used to have to get up. 
if I had a 7 a.m. flight out of LAX, I would have had to get up at seriously probably 4.45 to get there. I got up at six. I got in my car and I drove the fuck away. It was amazing. Not only that, no dick marks on these curtains, everybody, by the way. Uh, uh, no dick marks on the curtains. Uh, at, at Baylor, I'm going to be in Dallas. I'll be in Fort Worth in Dallas, February and in March. Um, Casey Airport. No, I was talking about the Tennessee Airport. Yes. What's going on watching from New Zealand? How are you? Good to see you. Um, and, but as usual, I want to spend these 15 minutes talking to you guys. You know what I mean? Um, no worries, Kat. How's work? I want to I want to spend these 15 minutes talking to you guys um, to let you guys know, you know, that you're the Facebook fam and that, you know, we get to hang out together for 15 minutes before we get into everything else. Um, so uh, are, are you talking about me? Am I a crackhead? I am not. I haven't even said anything stupid yet, you dumb fuck. Wait for me to say some stupid shit. Um, and as usual, guys, I want to pump up a small business. Uh, Mad Gabs, uh, my friend who I went to high school with, and I saw her making lip balm and chapstick in her mom's kitchen, you know. Um, and so we're all out to support small businesses, everybody. And um, so she, uh, I know everybody, if you're looking for stock and stuff or anything like that, um, and or chapstick or lip balm or lotion. She'll tell you all about everything. I also want to get into her. Not into her. Sorry, Gabby. I didn't say that. Um, I wanted to get into um, uh, high school with you because I have some questions about high school and how I perceive high school and maybe how you perceived it. So uh, do I have a black light to check the sheets? Okay, guys. So let me tell you my one blacklight story, and then I'm going to let Gabby in. Um, I actually do like uh, horseradish a lot, Becky. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, so this is hilarious. That's hilarious. So um, I got sent a blacklight, and I was like, you know what? I like weird, and I've, I've, I want uh, – I've always heard about, you know, things. I'm so glad you're coming. I've always heard about, exactly. I've always heard about, like, seeing weird things in hotel rooms. So I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to bring one and see what, what it's like, right? So I turn off the lights and I get the black light going. Now, I've always, excuse me, just assumed that the curtains would be gross. Like I always just assumed that the curtains would be gross in a hotel room. I mean, people, you know, you see people fuck looking out windows or, you know, boobs, pressing up in glass and then, Hey, from the UK. And so you got it, Steven. Thank you. And I got a good story about doing a show in Chico, man. When I was a young comic, this dude tried to pay me. He was like, um, we did the show and he was like, Hey, I guess he also was a pimp because he was like, uh, yeah. I go, when do we get paid? He goes, pick any girl you want. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, you can fuck whoever you want. And I was like, I want money. And he was like, yeah, but or you can fuck whoever you want. I was like, yeah, but I, 
I only have $25 to my name. Like, it doesn't do me any good if I'm fucking anybody I want, you know? I need what I need. Uh, what? What I need is the money, you know? He tried to push it. He was like, how about I, half the money and you get a blowjob? I'm like, no, dude. I don't need the blowjob. I mean, I do, but I really need the money, bro. You know? Um, but so I, I bring the blacklight. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm not smoking right now. Does it look like I'm smoking? That's why I'm not smoking. Fridays, I don't smoke. There you go. Uh, it's, this is a different, this isn't the high life. I don't know if you need to pay attention to the title. It's called Tell Me Something Good. Three-quarter pay and a handy is closer. I had to be above half pay, you know, money first and then exactly. So, um, by the way, guys, I just want everyone to know. If you're on here and you say dumb shit in the comments and I happen to see him, I'll just ban you. I, I'm going to say this loud and clear for everybody. This is free. One of the reasons I like to do free, what's going on, Ben Graham, being at the show? One of the reasons I like to do is that I can do and say whatever I want. So if I don't fucking like what you say, we just kick you the fuck out of here. This is for the cool kids, man, that chat. You want to be an asshole, you can be an asshole on somebody else's page. So, so I, um, it's exactly right. Give me the choice. That's all I'm saying. Give me the choice to buy. It's like, you know, uh, Mitch Hedberg told a great joke, a great fucking joke where he was like, and I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to do the whole joke, but uh, he, he basically said, man, I don't understand gift cards. Why are you giving me a gift card? Because you're basically taking money that's good everywhere. You know, and that's it. Yeah, listen, guys, you say whatever weird you want to me. And you can say whatever weird things, and you can try to be funny. If you're an asshole, we just don't have room for it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. It's Life is too short. I'm at a point in my life where I have zero tolerance for it. And if, if you want to be an internet critic, you can do it, but you got about three seconds on this page. Anyway, black light in the room. Hey, man. Um. So, uh, yeah, gift, what's with the gift card? Give me the fucking money. So I bring the blacklight. And on the curtain, on the curtain, this was in Vegas. Because if I'm going to do a blacklight in a room, it's going to be in fucking Vegas, right? Um, I will get to this. I'm going to write your question down, dude. Um, and I'll answer it. How do I do new? And if I forget while I'm talking about comedy, r remind me, okay? So... Exactly. You never spend all of it. So anyways, uh, I was, uh, there we go. Mad Gab order, Gabby. Pretty soon I'm getting you on here. Hold on. So I, um, I do the black. Man, this hotel in Atlanta, the room is kind of, yeah, you know. So the blacklight, I'm expecting, another, but there were literal dick marks. So there was like splatter, but that could have been like ketchup or, you know, somebody drops a tray and shit goes all over the place. And I've been doing this a long time. I got no problem with 
sarcasm, sarcasm, or even if it's borderline, I don't worry about it. I know an asshole when I see one. Um, so I was like, oh, but there were two clear dick marks where like somebody put their dick in the curtain and wiped it. So I was like, all right, that's interesting. And I blacklighted and there were splatters on the wall. But like I said, I think that if you're in Vegas, people have broken things and, you know, there's splat, whatever. That, I don't think that's necessarily semen. Above the bed was a little dirty, but not that dirty. I mean, nobody's standing on the bed and jizzing on the wall. It's pro. I mean, probably not. Probably. Um, the couch was, the couch, uh, was, here's the best way I can put it. It was more like, I wasn't sure if what, if the spots I was seeing were the spots on the actual couch. Like, I think there was so much jizz on the couch that I actually was seeing more jizz than couch, you know? I, if you sit on a couch in a hotel room with, and I made that mistake once and I had a toenail, somebody put in the cushion, go right into my hamstring. If you, if I, if you sit on a couch, like I had a friend of mine, I saw, he took a picture and he was funny. He was, thought he was laughing. He was funny. He sent a picture to me naked sitting on his couch in his hotel room. And I was like, is your bare asshole on a hotel couch cushion later? For your asshole. Bad, bad move. So I go into the bath. In the bathroom, I'm like, you know, how bad? The bathroom gets washed and you know what I mean? Like uh, the bathroom was the fucking grossest. I would too, man. I love Joey. Uh, was the gross. The bathroom, there was just splatter all over. And I was like, get, uh, get the fuck out. Gabby, send me your email on uh text it to me and, and I'll uh and I'll invite you right now. Yeah, corona could have come from a cushion. You never know. You never know. Hold on one second. Gabby, send me, send it to me. Um and then I'll invite you in. Nobody had ever wiped the toilet floor. There, there was like, there was, it was, it was like, you know, you know, the comedy store, they have everybody's names on the wall. Um, it seems like everybody who, who jizzed in that room felt like they need to, to also jizz on the hotel. It was the grossest. So I would suggest you don't do it if I'm going to tell you. Um, because, oh guys, this is the most ghetto. All right. I'm going to invite my, uh, my buddy Gabby onto this. All right. Just chill with me for a second. Uh, well, I almost said your, uh, email out loud, Gabby. That would have been bad. All right. Sending it off. Come back. Come see me. Um, yeah, yeah. My, your daughter's watching me now. No wings. Hey, Isabel, how are you? Um, and that's it, guys. So um, today on the podcast, and we're at the 15-minute mark, so hello to 
everybody who uh, is listening and not watching, this is the Tell Me Something Good pod pod. Um, and I, um, well, the gist couch is the worst. If you hear me talking to people or responding, these are, um, these are, uh, I'm responding to people on the chat and live stream. If you want to join that, you got to come to my Facebook page. Tell me something good, uh, which is a uh, Josh Wolf comedy forward slash. No, it isn't. It's facebook.com forward slash Josh Wolf comedy. And, uh, come and join in the fun. Uh, we're about to talk to my friend, um, uh, Gabby. Uh, but, uh, so listen guys, I am at the hotel right now. And first of all, I think the best book ever, like if you were going to have me buy a book and I'm reading a book right now that I actually, I actually love, but if you were like, Hey, what book do you want to read more than anything? Do you want to read the truth about the JFK assassination? Nah. Do you want to, uh, by the way, guys, that's right. If you want some of the merch, it's joshwolfmerch.com. Thank you. I don't smoke on Friday, not in the Friday podcast, David. Um, and so, uh, wait, what was I just talking about? Cat, help me. What was I just talking about? Oh, this was a fun one. Damn it. What was I just talking about? Debbie Delarosa, how are you? I tried to get uh, Jessime on today. What was I just talking about? Come on. I was just in Orlando three weeks ago. Carolyn. Books. Right. So, Gab, I'm going to get to you in a second, okay? So, if there's one book I've, I think you should, like, they should write tomorrow. Tell me you wouldn't read this. I call it, I can't believe I saw that. And I just want to read 12 chapters from 12 people who clean hotel rooms about the worst things they've ever seen cleaning hotels. Like as housekeeping, I'm sure they have the best fucking stories. Like they must, I know what I find. I know what I find, but people still aren't here. Like it's just something somebody left or, you know, somebody as a joke once left a, Pretty realistic severed finger in a refrigerator, which was really funny. Scared the shit out of me. But how great would that book be? Uh, I'm doing stay. I'm doing live shows uh, twice a month, Sean. So thank you. But listen, used to cat. We're gonna get to you. But right now, guys, I want to welcome in a, 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 a very old friend of mine. We grew up together. Um, she is the owner of Mad Gabs, who I have talked to you guys about many times over the last couple of weeks. Um, I have some questions to ask her about her business, what it's like being a small business owner right now. But I also, I want to hear some shit from high school because I think I have different memories about high school than you may. My friend, everybody, hello. Now, are, you want me to call you Gabrielle or Gab? Well, it's funny you ask because you're one of the last few who call me Gabby. I, I can give you a pass if you I'll want. I'll call one. you Gabrielle. It's no, or Gab. Most people just call me Gab. Uh, either one, and either I. One. It's kind of sweet, Josh. What that I still call you, Gabby? <laughs> the only one who called me Gabby. Well, that's not true. When I see people from high school, they still do. It. My grandmother, up to her 99th year, Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can switch is pretty easy. Gabrielle, Gab yeah. is easy for me. 
The uh, fact that you even ask makes me say it's okay. If you didn't ask and you just did it, then I might be like, ooh, he calls me Gabby, but you've asked, so you're in. We're good. I'm in. I got grandfathers in. I got yeah. grandfathers. <laughs> exactly. How are you? I'm chilly, but I'm good. Are you, you know? in, you in Yeah, Miami? I'm in Miami. It's really cold. It's snow. I'm, there's a metal roof, so the snow's been sliding off and scaring me all day long, and it makes you jump. But yeah. in general, you know, not bad considering the year and the time and the, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, it's probably year. I mean, at this time of year in Maine, you're expecting a little bit of snow probably. Totally. totally. Yeah. Now, before we get into your business and I unwrap this package that you sent me and your incredible uh, product and all that stuff, I have a couple of, and I'm not sure you can't see the chat, but there are a lot of people. I was looking at it on my phone, but I put my phone away now. So yeah. There's a lot of people saying hello to you. Oh, yeah. There you Yay. go. A lot of people saying hello. Love it. Love the love. So, okay. I'm getting static. Yeah, you you were freezing a few times before, but um, I thought it was me. Am I doing all right now? I'm in a hotel, so this the Wi-Fi here is... Yeah. Where are you? I'm in Kansas City. There, Alex is saying she's planning on buying some things for your small Christmas gifts next week. There you go. Yay! Thank you. Um, so I have a question about high school. Yeah. Okay. Now, you were a class below me. I was indeed. Okay. You were my brother's class. I was in your brother's class. Yes. Right. yes. Um, okay. So right. when I was, I was reminiscing or talking to somebody about in high school, um, and I was like, because I, I felt like just a really awkward, um, you know, I did. I felt super awkward. Yeah. You, you know, I was really insecure around girls. Like I, I, I know that. What? Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, if you think people I went out with in high school, there aren't that many. And it's not like I was hooking. I, I, I never really hooked up. I, I, but when I said that to someone, they were like, "What are you talk? What are you talking about? Is that your like?" I think the our, everyone's perception of who we were compared to how other people saw us, there's a huge chasm, right? And so yeah. in my other life, I'm a writer and I write a lot of memoir and personal essay stuff. And I say things about, you know, the awkward junior high years, trying to fit in all that. And I think we all kind of do that. But no, man, you were you were definitely. Oh, excuse me. Hi, Megan. That's your box right there. Thank you. Take care. Sorry, so I'm picking up. It's Christmas time in the in the works. I'm in the I'm in the studio. This is sort of a mix of um, we set up the trade show in here after COVID hit, so I could do some selling from in here. And I'm actually sitting. It's really messy. You can see this. I've got a clawfoot tub. Oh, oh yeah, that's nice. yeah. That's what I do all my that's what I do all my my stuff in. But um, no, in high school, Josh. You were, and I, this is a younger sister's perspective, right? Like, so I'm a, you might have to ask girls in your own class to get a different look on like the peer thing. But from one class down, you were the shit. Like you were good looking, you played basketball, that you, I don't remember you, I don't remember your relationship status. I maybe can name one or two people that you dated maybe, yeah. but you were kind, which I don't think was like a, a common thing for especially for, for athletic guys in high school. Can I tell the prom story, Josh? Can I tell the prom story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, and I'm not going to name other names just because you don't need to name other players in the story. But yeah. I went to prom with a friend of mine's boyfriend because they had broken up 
And while they were broken up, he decided uh, sh she had made plans to go with uh, a mutual friend of Josh and I. And yeah. so they got back together and she said to me, will you go with my boyfriend? Cause I know if he goes with you, I can trust you and it, things will be fine. And I was like, all right. So I was like, I was so psyched to go to prom cause my girlfriends are going with their bo boyfriends who were in your grade. And so I got to go and get dressed up. He was not nearly as excited as I was. He was, I was also his friend's younger sister. So he was like, great, I'm going with Anton's little sister to the prom. This is not how I saw my senior prom, right? No. So he shows up and kind of, you know, gives me a corsage and it wasn't a big deal. He just wasn't thrilled that I was so excited. Not necessarily to be with him, but just to go, you know, it was fine. But then halfway through prom, he kind of left and you actually, nobody danced with me. I standing on the side, no one would dance with me. You came over to me and you said, come here. And you took me to dance and it was a slow dance. And I, and you said to me, I just want you to know the reason no one's asking you to dance is because your brother told us not to. And I was like, Oh, I felt so much better. I was like that, just that one sentence. And then at the end of prom, he had left. So you were like, do you have a ride? And I was like, I don't think so. And you said, come on. And you put me in the limo with all of you, you and your date and everybody. And we went to your house for the after party. That was like, here we are. I'm almost 50 in February. And I still remember it as a genuine act of kindness. So that's, that's awesome. Let yes. me tell you. So my date was a mutual friend of ours. Mm -hmm. At, uh, and by the way, that party was actually at Billy Russell's house, not Mark, but Bill. Oh, okay. And it All was right. Like, right because be, and Billy was like the older brother, and yeah. So you know who my date was, yes? Yes. Okay. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Christy. Oh no. Yeah, I went with Christy. Oh no way! Okay. I went with Christy, and uh, I went with Christy, and we rode with Matt Butterfield and Amy Lashway. Oh yeah, and so we get to and Billy, you know, Billy Russell was and his little brother Mark. Mark was in my grade, but Billy at that time, you know, older brothers had a certain, you know, when you're in high school and someone's got an older brother, they're cool. Almost doesn't matter who it is, they're cool. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yes. something about oh, that's your big brother. He's fucking really cool. You know. Yep. There's, well, you have three older brothers, don't you? Three older brothers. Yeah. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. So we go to Billy's and um, and uh, maybe about an hour after we're there, you know, people are starting to, you know, match up with their dates. And uh, so I'm like, where's Christy? And um, I forget who was like, Matt might've been like, I saw her walk. She was actually walking down the hallway there. And I walked down the hallway and I'm looking in the rooms. There was just one closed door. Oh no. She was hooking up with Billy Ross. <laughs> No, she wasn't. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't think she's watching. <laughs> yeah. Like, the older guy. How much older was he? You know what, Billy? I feel like he was a because my brother was two years ahead of me. So I think Billy was one year ahead of me, is what I think. So that's three ahead of us, because we're a class behind you. So that's oh, four. Two ahead. two ahead. Two ahead. So he Billy was one ahead of me. Oh, okay, okay. Ahead that's here. still legit. That's not creepy yet. But you, by the way, yeah. you, your class had the coolest girls in the school. Your class, what? your group, your huh. group, your group of friends was the coolest group of. And by the way, I still say the coolest group. And I love seeing you guys still get together. We do. We're now. dying now, man. We're dying to be together. It's like the longest time we've not had a 
gathering. So yeah, I love my girls. You get together once a year? Usually, sometimes it becomes closer to two, but it's been once a year for probably 15 years, maybe. I, I, I absolutely love your group and I have, you know, I love, you know, I'm, I absolutely love Carrie. Carrie's one of my favorite people and her dad was so good to me. Oh, right such what a good, yeah. What a nice man. Yeah. But Nicole's whole family. Oh, so yeah. many. And I, and I, I always felt a real bond with Megan and Lori is I just texted her. I tried to get Lori. I said, Lori, you got to, she goes, what does that mean? Where am I going? So I sent her the link. I don't know if she's here. Can you tell? Uh, if she chimes in, I could tell. Okay. And if she wants to join in, she can get on the screen. I can bring her on too. All right. I'm going to see if she can figure it out. She's like, I just got out of the shower. I don't know if I could do it. If she right. wants to join in, let me know. Hey, Justin, I appreciate you asking, man. Totally fine. Um, I haven't worked out with weights since March. And so when I don't work out with weights, I lose weight. I know yeah. that's kind of annoying for some people to hear, but if I don't actually lift weights, I lose weight. So I'm totally healthy. I'm just a little thinner than I was pre-COVID because I haven't been able to get into the, uh, into the gym. But he's also cold because he's in Nashville. So he's doing a lot of shivering, which I'm that takes a lot of yeah, energy. Yeah, takes a lot of energy. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys were the coolest. But, but you know what, Lori? is legitimately a funny human being. Oh my God, she's the best. And Lori has been my best friend since I was 12. And you know the story, I sent you that story. I did that storytelling piece about how we became friends. Her parents made her. Well, so, so my dad died when I was in seventh grade and um, I didn't have a ton of friends before. I was definitely very like really awkward and like wishing to be in with the, the, these girls. and. Lori's parents told her, well, I got a call from a friend and she was like, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm not doing well. My mom's, you know, things are tough. And I said, can I come over and sleep over? And she's like, oh, okay. And I thought it was this girl I knew and it was Lori. And so Lori's like, sure, okay. She was just trying to be nice. So I went to her house that night and I slept there like every night all summer. We've been friends since 1983. And I find out about 15 years in, her parents made her call me that day because they were like, this girl could use a friend or dad died. Mm -hmm. So you might just want, so yeah. So I told that story and Lori came to Maine two years ago and I told it on stage and she didn't know what the story was. And I've been practicing. I've been asked two weeks before, do you want to do a story on stage? I was like, yes, I love to tell stories. I totally will figure this out. I had written it, but I not adapted it for the stage. So I changed it into a storytelling piece and she's just crying in the third row. And at the end, they're like, is Lori here? And Lori stood up all proud. And it was like, just perfect you know and it was it was amazing and she's been my best friend since i was 12 and we've been through all you know all the things i will tell you one of the reasons i love you and Lori and your group in particular a couple things one when i'm around you guys it brings me back to a time of innocence really you know that that feeling so in nashville gab the architecture is so close in the neighborhoods to Amherst. Hmm, interesting. And um, I was walking with Beth and she said, why do you take such long walks here? And I said, because I really, it brings, just looking around, I don't have my ear pods in, I don't have my phone out. It brings me back to a time of just feeling like simplicity and safety yeah. and comfort. There's a comfort yeah. to it. Yeah. And and um, 
as I get older and I, and I talk to like, so when you and I talk or when, when I see you all, there's something about your high school friends that like, it's like, I, I was like yesterday. Yeah. No I read something once that said there's a developmental piece of our brains that the people that we come up with and that we go through those formative years, you have a bond with that's unlike anything else. You can be bound with your spouse. You can be bound with your college friends in a different way because you're more developed. But we all grew our brains together and we saw our families together. So those people have a space in our in our brain and our hearts and our energy like nobody else. So we see you. I still see you when you're still the guy from high school. Like I still see you with those eyes, right? And I don't, I mean, I see all of you, but when I look at you, that's your Josh. You're just Josh. Like, you know, no matter who you are. So I think there's, I think there's there's something to it. It's not just our perception. And I think Nashville, I've only been there in and out, but I do think the East Coast and places like Nashville, there's something about sort of layout and and history and trees and architecture. And it's different. California is a really specific beast, right? Like it's just a very different place. Yeah. Um, and I haven't explored Nashville as much as I'd like to. And I was just in and out, but I definitely know I've seen a lot of Tennessee and I definitely feel like there's trees everywhere. There's mountains, there's earth, there's space. You know what else? What? What? Basement. Yeah, right? Not in yeah. California, basement, but. I remember we had a basement. I just assumed everybody had a basement. You know and what I mean? Who doesn't? Californians don't have basements because of the earthquakes. Yeah, you don't want to. And there's no, you know, we had basements, you know, for moisture and, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, there's no, no basement. And in the South, they have stilts and there's like air under the cars, right? Like if you go down to Louisiana and North Carolina and hurricanes and stuff like that. You know, when we, when I, the first time I went to New Orleans, and she took me to a couple of those um, cemeteries. And I was like, are the graves above ground? <laughs> yeah, they are. They'd wash away if they weren't. Yeah. Um, somebody, um, yeah, Dave, I started the podcast. Somebody asked us, and then we'll get into your, and I, wanna, I want you to tell about all about how you started your business and all this okay. stuff. Question for Josh and Gab, what was your crazy dating story back in high school? Well, we didn't date each other. No, we did not. I had a lot of friends who dipped into your friend group. Yep. But not me. Isn't it funny? I never who's laughing? What do you see? You had a brother that we were friends with. Like that is not a, that's not it doesn't work out well for me in the situation. No, no. I was happy if CJ would like jab me with his lacrosse stick. I was like, yes. Yeah, that, that yeah. And, and not only that, I was good friends with Stacy, which is Lori's right. And so it was that was not ever gonna and Nicole was friends with Darren, you know, so. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing I liked about your grade and our grade, because we all went to all the same parties. We had lots of the same friends. There wasn't a lot of that, like, pollination. It was really friends, you know, and my high school group was girls, guys. Nobody ever dated each other. We had, we all dated outside of our group, but we hung out. We had each other's back in such a great way. And I don't know. I feel so, honest, I feel so lucky to have grown up with. Yep, agreed. There's not a lot of places like Amherst. Oh, you're much clearer now. <laughs> um, you started wearing glasses. What do you think? I like them. I noticed them on Monday night. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Well, Monday night, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if they helped them. I just learned that um, you can get them without the glare, too. Oh, I might have to look into that. Yeah. Um, it's that, um, shoot, I can't remember the name. Uh, Parker, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, Warby Parker. They have glareless ones. So you should have some just because you do a lot of this. 
Um, well, I'm gonna have to. I have to get used to seeing myself in these glasses first. Now, yeah, I have been telling everybody about your business, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I think I always am a proponent for supporting small businesses. Um, you're a small business. I mean, you're not so small anymore. And I'm going to interrupt you only to say that you came to my trade show booth with Beth when you were in Boston, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. And you literally grabbed chairs from the aisle and plunked them in the middle of my booth and said, tell me how you got started. Yeah. And then yeah. you guys told me about making peanut butter and jellies and delivering them and making belts and all the stuff that you did. You are like born entrepreneur, which is just so cool because not a lot of performers necessarily know the, the schlepping side of it, right? Like you have to come up somehow, but not necessarily with stuff like that. So I feel well, like you get it. What you did and what is so great, it's, you're pushing all your chips in and it's you. It, and I respect it so much. And I, and you've been working and succeeding by the way, for many years. Will you 30. tell us 30. Will you tell us our 30th birthday? Sorry, go ahead. By the way, you look amazing. Oh, thank you. It's a lot of plaster. And Italian. <laughs> um, so tell me, tell everybody how you got started and, and kind of where you're at right now. Okay. Well, I have, I this is always in here, but I'm going to show you this picture. There he is. Look at you. So that's me in my mom's kitchen about 1993, 92. Probably half the, people, half the people watching probably don't even weren't alive by then. What are you pouring in there? What are you pouring so in there? That's um, same thing. It pretty much is now natural oil and natural beeswax. Do you remember Kim Dahowski? Yes. Her dad was the beekeeper next door. And so when I, so, so here's the story. I'll try and do this relatively quickly, but we got time. When, when I was like, like the real story is I hated math and that's how I started the business. I was eight and I got a bellyache when I had to do fractions. And like from then on out, math and science would give me that panicked stomach turning thing that I'm sure you've seen your kids do like instantly shut down. So I was like, I'm going to grow up and do anything but math or science. I'm good at language. I'm good at writing. I'm going to do something like that. I'm just not going to have any math or science in my life. No problem. So I went to UMass and I studied anthropology. No problem. I studied African-American studies, French, Spanish, no problem. But they make you take math, right? You got to take math to graduate. Yeah. But math freshman year, it was an auditorium of 600 kids. I went once, never went back. So surprise, they failed me. So then junior year, they're like, well, you wait. Is your phone also on watching this? I don't think so. Is yeah. it echoing? Yeah. Hold on. I just want to make sure. I'll make sure all my things are shut. No. Hold on, I'm just closing all my windows and I'm, you know, I'll okay, make sure that everything uh, Jerry, the edibles are the key to youth. Yes, thank you for asking. I agree. All right, so go, go, go. So I failed. I had to take it again to graduate. So I decided my junior year I was going to take it in a three week session over the winter. And I was used to like going somewhere fun on off months. And instead, I was like, I'm going to take this math class. It's going to suck. So I'm going to do something really fun. And I didn't know what I was going to do after college, but I was like, maybe I'll be a massage therapist. This is 1991, right? So that's still really kind of hippie. And right. so I did this workshop really quickly learned I liked getting massages. I did not want to touch these people. I did not want them touching me. I wanted like professionals only. So I just sat back in class and the teacher would do her thing. And she brought in books on how to make stuff. And one of them was a natural DIY cosmetic book. 
And there are all these recipes for shit you can't use, like nasal rinses and toe horseradish pastes and weird stuff. And I was like, lip balm? I know I could use lip balm. So I wrote um, a recipe down and then I went home and mom said, oh, you know, the Dayhowskis have beeswax. And I was like, no way. So I started making it like you saw in the picture. I'd give it out in the department and people were like, you should sell that. And I was like, hold on. I do not want to sell anything. And they're like, you could have a business. And I'm like, exactly. I'm not, I'm an anthropology major. I work with monkeys. I have no interest in the business. My brother, have you met him? He is the Alex B. Keaton of our family. He would very much like a business. So eventually it was just like, oh, just do it for fun. So like someone said, you need to get labels. I actually found this. This is from our museum. This is a nice relic. So this block of wood, this is one of the originals. So it looked like this when it started. Wow. And this wood came from the coffin factory in Northampton. It was a casket company. It's the Florence Casket Company. It still exists. So I needed wood. I was like, I don't have any money. So where am I going to find some wood? Because the stores, like I went around and people were like, yeah, we'll sell it. You need to put it in something. And I was like, okay, what am I going to put it in? So I was like, I want something wooden so it looks natural. So I was looking through the phone book because that's what you did before the internet. I'm like, coffins, they'll have it. So I ran to Northampton and said, you have any free wood? And she said, yes. So she took me to the bowels of this coffin factory and said, you have as much as you want. And this is where Amherst is great. My softball coach, Mike Kent and Clark Kent, remember Mike, Mike Sullivan and Clark Kent, my softball coaches. So he pulls me over for speeding by the frats in UMass. And he's like, how you been, Gab? You got to slow down. I'm like, I know, I know. He's like, how you been? I'm like, good. I started this lip balm thing. And I said, I got these wooden blocks. I need to make them into displays. He's like, show me. So we go around the trunk of my car at UMass. All the frats are out. People are standing with their red solar cups. What's she doing? And he opens up the trunk and I show him this big block of wood. He goes, we could take care of this. I work at a sheltered workshop down the road with these guys with developmental delays. We can help you. So he pulls me over. He takes the bin out of my trunk, puts it in his cruiser. So he would take these blocks of wood. They'd plane down the top. They'd router out the holes. My friend would draw them. And I'd sell them. So I started doing it just for fun. I'd sell them to the health food store. Sam Gillen sold them at Artisan Craft Supply in, in Amherst and uh, all those places. Anyway, so I did it out of the trunk of my car for five years. I graduated and said, well, I don't want a job. I don't want a boss. I don't want cubicle. I don't want pantyhose. I don't want anything like that. I just want to go see stuff, you know? You know, it's, it's funny to me that you threw pantyhose on that list. Cause it was the eighties, man. I felt like that was just, you know, my mom like bought me pantyhose and a navy blue suit. And I went to my first trade show and I went outside and took it all off and went back in barefoot. I was like, nobody wears pantyhose. Mom. Like, you need business cards and a suit. And I was like, no, I went into the natural products world in LA and Anaheim was my first show. And I had been selling out of my car for five years. And um, I moved to Maine in 1996. I was in San Francisco and then I moved to Maine. And I've been here ever since. And I was a one woman show for about two years. And then QVC, the home shopping world came to Maine and I tried out with 300 people for 20 slots to get on the show. And they were like, yep. So they signed me on and they, I had a guaranteed sale, which meant they ordered more in one order than I'd sold in the whole year of 96. And they said, if you sell one piece on the air and that's it, you got to take the rest back. This is a guaranteed sale. And I said, if you put my big mouth on TV, I will sell them all. So I spent all summer pouring them one by one and stickering them. Anton came up and he kept saying, there's got to be a better way. I'm like, no, this is the way we're doing it. So we made them all, shipped them to QVC. They came to me. We went to a lighthouse with all the other vendors, sold them all in three minutes. The next day, QVC called and they said, you were great on TV. You want to come down and do it again? I was like, yes, I do. So I started going down to QVC on the regular and that was like my big break. And then this, you'll love this part. So then with the money from QVC, I came out with um, the big hand bombs. I'll show you what we have. But we had just the lip bombs and pins first. And I was like, I need to do a big bomb. And I just discovered shea butter. Nobody knew about shea butter. 
So I sent 80 purple envelopes to all the beauty editors in New York. And the first one that called, guess who it was? Who's like the, the best magazine in like the history of, of beauty and fashion? Uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, what is it? What? Vogue, Vogue magazine calls me and says, we'd like to do a feature on you. I'm like, are you kidding me? I would play that voicemail tape like 18 times, you know, the answering machine. So we all of a sudden in 80 magazines. What's that? My answering machine. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm totally dating myself. Yeah. Stop, rewind, play. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think there was like a dial that you'd turn. It was so bad. But 37 of those 80 put products in in six months. All of a sudden, I was like, okay, I need to learn how to take credit cards. I need a website. I need to wholesale priceless. I need to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know if I can swear in here. I guess I can. No, you can, of course. Okay. Um, so that was like the big break. And it took me from just selling to hippie natural food stores into like beauty and gift and college and shows in New York and San Francisco and Atlanta. And it just kind of went poof. And I got married. I got pregnant. I started having, I had babies at work. So it was from 2000. It was such a blur because I was constantly juggling. And then my kids were, I have two boys who are now grown, but like they were 20 and 16 now, but they came to work. I wore them. I had them under my coat. They came to shows. So you know, at the height of like people, I definitely overhired for a number of years. We had like seven or eight people. Now there's five of us. And now we're in Maine. We're in a mom squad is what we call ourselves. We're a mom squad of five. And we outsource some things and we do a lot in-house. And, you know, before COVID, it was trade shows, sales reps, a lot of sales calls. And we've gone from being in natural food to being in gift shops, which was about 10 years. You found us in every zoo, aquarium, wildlife park, airport, cruise ship. Like that was the bulk of our business. And about three years ago, we're like, we should probably sell lip balm in the stores people buy lip balm in. Yeah. Like yeah. stores and pharmacies and stuff. So we got into like Wegmans and um, Stop and Shop and Big Y and Market Basket and started doing some of that. So people could actually buy it after they came home from vacation like crazy. Um, so yeah, we were humming along um, doing sort of a mix of industries. And then, you know, COVID hit and what March? I just gotten back from Paris where my son was studying, and you know, like everybody else, we just kind of went and and yeah. down. So it's been quite a year, but um, and, and how is? I mean, I know business is difficult, obviously, but how have you been getting the word out? And have you find found are are people ordering online? They um, are, and you know, we weren't really online. We were ready, but we were filling. Hi, Char. She wants to Hi, Char. This is, story. this is my friend, Gab, and we went to high school together. And if you've seen my streams, you know I've talked about Mad Gabs, and she's just telling us about how she started. Here's a little peek. There's one of our goodies. Uh, Alex says, you're you're someone who has nothing that could stop you. I hope that Oh, thanks, good. Alex. I'm trying, man. 30 years, nothing stopped me yet. Yeah, me um, too. Right? You just got to keep going. There's always something to figure out. Um, yeah. So before COVID, we were really, that website was like a courtesy. People would travel and come home and say, I bought it because it was cute, but I use it because it's awesome and I want to get more. Where can I buy it? Order on the website. So the website was kind of like, a, if you already know us, we had to switch that up and we're still switching it up and we had to up our game in terms of what we're offering, how we're selling things. So we're getting better. Um, we sell on, we do sell on Amazon and on QVC, which is great because a lot of people like to shop there. We love knowing who's buying it and where it's going. So it's fun. Like right now, somebody just came and picked up all the packages and stuff. But it's definitely more than doubled, almost tripled our online business this year. But um, I like the relationships with the people. Like I love hearing where people are coming from. You know, uh, we've, lots of phone calls this time of year. My 
brother doesn't like things that smell and he's a carpenter. I got just the thing for you. So we can't do that all the time, but I definitely feel like um, we've gotten much better as a, as a business in COVID and um, just getting smarter about what how we're doing it. Question for Gab. Question for Gab. What did you first You wanted to go into business. She just went over that. But what goals did you, what did you, what did you to achieve to get, oh, you just went over both of those. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really pick it. It picked me. I call it my unplanned pregnancy because it found me. It stuck its claws into me, and it's basically part of my family. It's part of who I am, right? So, um, and oh, we're learning. Yeah. So, your brother. One of my favorite stories ever growing up involves your brother. Oh, tell. Did he ever? Did you ever hear the story about us playing tennis together? I don't think so. Well, there was a tournament at maybe Amherst College. <laughs> And um, so we're playing against each other. And it was honor system with no judges until you get to like the last, you know, like semifinals and finals. So at 15, I don't know how honest either one of us. Huh. I don't know how honest either one of us were, you know? Yeah. Your brother definitely had some questionable call. So I'm serving for the match. And um, he swings and he misses. And he goes, do over. And I go, why? He goes, I didn't want to hit the butterfly. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I moved. My he goes, there was a butterfly right next to the ball. I didn't want to hit it. I didn't want to kill the butterfly. Come on. Over the ball. And I was like, uh. <laughs> I would have never heard that. There's no way I would have heard that and not remembered that. Yeah, he was like, no, I just didn't want to hit the butterfly. I'm like, butter? I, I'm like, I'm staring at you, dude. I didn't see a butterfly. He was like, it was really. Oh. It was so little, I had to protect it. Oh my God. No, um, I definitely don't know. Question for you. What's been your biggest hurdle with business and how do you feel like you overcame? Um, biggest hurdle I'm going to say would be being the mom I want to be and letting the business have every opportunity. I think I passed a lot of opportunity. We had a ton of momentum when the kids were little and I just wasn't in a place where I was willing to sacrifice how I wanted to parent my kids. Yeah. And a lot of people frown on that. You know, it's like people expect you to take everything and just run with it. And that's easy if someone is at home raising your kids for you, but they were with me and I every six day snow day, school bus, like that was me. So the biggest hurdle's been juggling it, but now they're they're awesome and I wouldn't take a second of it back because they're amazing people. I'd love them. We have great relationships. So it works. It just means I have to sort of get it now, you know, and I have to sort of. Oh, that's, that's very similar for you and I. Yeah, that's because, true. You know, there was a time when, when I was raising the three kids and there was more that I could have done for my career. And I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't go on the road until they were much older. Right. I, I wasn't out in town at night doing stand up four sets a night. Like I should have, because should have, yeah. Should have because I felt like the balance was more important, and the raising my kids and seeing them and them knowing who I was and not just a person passing through right. was more important than anything I was going to do. You know, but I, you know how rare that is for for a guy. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there, but I have had a lot of counsel over the year from amazing men who I love, who have had someone a partner who's been able to do that role. So the idea of understanding it, the way you just said it is speaks. It's just, I appreciate that so much because you did live it and you, and you get the end result. Your kids are, yeah. you have a relationship that you can't ever imagine what it would have been like if you were absent, 
half as much, twice as much, you know, like nothing, who, who's going to die and be like, God, I wish I hadn't spent so much time with my kids, <laughs> you know? It's, it's so, and, and I, I'll tell you the truth. I kind of lost myself over the last four years, a little bit um, with the amount that I was traveling, the, the amount that I wasn't at home. Um, Constant I, motion. Yeah. Like a lot of like I felt like I was, making up for lost time. But I think I lost track of the things that were important. And um, quarantine has really helped, honestly. I'll never do what I was doing before. I just- I hear that. Yep, there's a, there's a profound, like the stillness that came this year. For me, I've never not been on a plane this long in my whole life. And I've never been home this much. And I, for me, reevaluating how I want my business to work, how I want my life to work, I, I think of it as the blessing of COVID, as horrible as this is on so many levels. I think the need to just be still, and I'm just like, a go, go, go. I talk fast. I move fast. I move. I'm getting ready for the next show. Packing up, pa unpacking, catching up. You know, no, it's finding a way to take care of myself, to meet my goals, to figure out what I need. And there's blessings. And I was describing it in June. It's almost like a bush. And I don't like nature or trees and planting or anything. So people love that I use this analogy. But it's like I've seen people do this. You cut a bush back really far and then it becomes like this beautiful, you know, plant and flower. So you're, at first you're like, nothing's but ugly. What did we do? There's no way it's coming back. And I feel like COVID just went and just cut everything down. And people are reinventing stuff, right? Like there's so much beauty. There's so much stuff that needs to be fixed. It's not beautiful. Like kids at home trying to study all the time on the computer, like, you know, the, just the imbalances that are out there. I get that. But I think there every day there's got to be something that we hold on to that helps us be better because of what we're facing, whether it's COVID or something else. And I don't know. I appreciate that I've slowed down a lot. Um, this I do too. Read this. Um, uh, and then I'm going to answer this and then I'm going to open up your, what you sent me. Okay. Oh, yay. I forgot about that. Yep. Do you have any words of encouragement for those who might not think they're being successful or even reaching the right people? Anything someone told you that you think was the worst advice ever? Okay. Well, let me just say this about your first part. And then obviously Gab, I want you to chime in too. Think your, your successful is the exact right wording of that. What do you consider to be success? I guess is the question. There are people who I'm sure that we might look at and be like, you're not successful. And they might be like, oh, I'm the most successful person I know because what they value is different than what you value. So I would tell you that don't let anyone else tell you whether you're successful or not. What do you value? What is important to you? And if you are doing that, that's success. Don't look at Instagram and see somebody on a yacht. And honestly, dude, 99% of us are never going to have a yacht. That's it. So that shouldn't be your, your, your status or your symbol for success. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that would be my thing. And I've had a lot of bad advice. The worst advice I ever got, and then Gab, you can answer these two questions. The worst advice I ever got was from a comedy club owner. What's going on, Chris? was from a comedy club owner who told me to stop talking about my kids. And he was like, nobody wants to hear that. You know, you're a young, good looking guy. Talk about dating women and, and, and all the weird things. I'm like, yeah, but that's not what I'm doing, man. That's not what I'm doing. And they were like, yeah, but they don't want to hear it. You're going to talk about it. And people are never going to listen because they don't want to hear you. They, 
And he was looking. It was a little while ago, and he was a little misogynistic. But he was like, they don't want to hear you talk about kids. They want to hear a woman talk about her kids. They want to, you know what I mean? And I was like, listen, dude, I'm just not going to. I'm not. I um, I, I can't say that I disregarded it right away because I, when you're young and in business, and there's somebody who's supposed to know more than you, and they talk, they're talking to you. You listen to. Do you know what I mean? Like, you think well, they must know more than me. They're more more successful. They've been doing it for longer. And, um, and so, yeah, that was the worst advice. Basically the advice, his advice was the worst advice because the best advice I can give to somebody is be yourself. And he was telling me not to. This is by the way, Dave said he had a principal that told him he would never reach his reach in his district, been working there for seven years. Dave is a teacher, by the way. That's awesome. Dave. Nice. Tell me, tell me. Me? Uh, yeah. Joseph. Yes, he did. So, you hit it right on the head in terms of success. Success is subjective and nobody else's success can define yours. So, I mean, I think people need to be really careful because the comparison game is always a losing game, um, no matter how you slice it. Um, you know, it's funny. I feel like I've had so much advice over the years. And and I think some of the biggest mistakes I've made have been because I haven't trusted myself. So I don't remember one thing somebody said that resonates with me for what it was, but it was taking advice to trust other people instead of myself. You know, I did a couple of these like rebrands where people are like, you, you know, this is good and this is good, but you need to tie it all together and hire this fancy firm and they're going to help you make it look better. And I did that twice with money I didn't have that I borrowed to do it and failed so miserably. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't listening to to the voice inside me. All this good shit that I pulled out of the sky, like moose mooch, I was like, well, we just need a fun name like Moose Mooch. I was like, oh, maybe that. Oh, there it is. You know, and like we were like calculating and doing focus groups and like, no, this stuff works because it's going to just come right out of me. And I got to trust how quirky I am and not look to somebody else for something that can come out of me. And I did that for a long time. And when the kids were little, I didn't trust myself at all. I was so like, it was just had too many decisions to make. I didn't trust my, my, and I think the older I get to your point, like my tolerance is like, uh, uh, this is how we're going to do it. I know now this feels right. I don't know if it'll work, but we're going to try it. And here we go. You know, and I, I, I like being in this place now where I trust myself again and more. So, well, I am excited to open up this package. You know, guys, um, Gab sent me and some, Oh, wait, what? I'm going to make my own? You can. That is so cool. I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> oh. We can do it together if you want. I'll do it on my end sometime and we can do it at the same time. That we should do it together. That's a great idea. I'm not going to do it here in the hotel room. No, no, no. I don't think they'd appreciate it. You also need a little bit of oil. Guys, look at that. That's super cool. Super okay. fun. And by the way, we created that last summer before COVID. We're like, oh, it's going to be good for birthday parties and sleepovers. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. We're like, okay, no more birthday parties, no more sleepovers. It's good for the <laughs> <actual> morning <laughs> for all the captive kids. Your lip balm is so, oh, I mean, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to dump this out. I read, I, the note is very sweet. Thank you so much. I don't remember what I wrote. Oh, did I type it on the typewriter? Yes. That's my dad's typewriter. I learned to type on that when I was like eight. I locked myself in a room and I typed it. Yeah. And we reconditioned it and got Are a new ribbon. Dad's typewriter? Yeah. Super cool. That is so cool. Yeah. I love that we kept it. Um, so 
what we have here, guys, is we have some sun stick, some fish sticks. Your packaging is so good. It's well, that was Anton's invention. That was actually a joke that we just did for fun because he's a fisherman. You know, he does yeah. for his recreational stuff. He does like tuna fishing. And so we say fish chicks, fry your fish, not your face. So that one's for stubborn men and squirmy kids. And it goes on. I have one here somewhere. I love that one because it goes on clear and it doesn't run in your eyes and it's with bald heads. And Wait, what is this? What's that? What do you have? Is this, is this new? Let me see. Oh yeah, that's the move. Well, that's a COVID pivot. So we got we we started selling these in April. Look, I have a matching one to you. It's fun because it doesn't smell. It's clear. It's liquid, and it dries really fast. I'm really. <laughs> By the way, I have started to need this. Yeah, cracked hands. Cracked hands. Yep. It's funny. Everyone loves that. This is my favorite. I can't wait. What's that one? Oh, the holidays. Yep. Come on, yeah, your your chapstick is or lip balm is so you know I gotta make sure I got the lingo right. Right, it's so good, and the packaging is so good. But the smells are, I mean, like this one actually, I'm excited to hop on. Is that a hot chocolate? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know why they're different, Josh? You know why? what my mission was when I made the first lip balm. I don't think I even told you that. I always forget the main point of the whole no. story, which was I wanted a lip balm that wasn't greasy or waxy and that wasn't overly scented because everything is like, smells like it's made for a five-year-old girl who's gonna like alert her friend from 50 feet away that she's got strawberry lip balm on. Here's a question for you. Yes, this is true. And I will tell you about this lip balm addiction thing. There are lip balms that have certain ingredients that create a dependency. This is, I'm gonna get a little technical on you now. Your lips have no moisture producers, just like your palms of your hands don't. So you have to apply moisture to your lips. It, they can't do it themselves. Whereas your your skin has oil, you know, ducts and stuff. So there's some lip balms, some of them have minty additives that will um, make your lips dry or petroleum or petrolatum. And that just makes you have to apply more and more and more and more and more. So if you use something and you can't stop and you try like a natural lip balm and you're like, oh, it doesn't work as well. You gotta give it 10 days. It's like a, it's like a withdrawal thing. Once you go 10 days, drink a lot of water and hydration's part of it. Like you got to take care of your body. I wish you could show everybody this smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the can I just had candy paint on. That's my new favorite. I, I love it. And, and here's another hand sanitizer. Yeah. Here. You like the little moose? He's just so freaking. I do. I, I love your packaging. I think your packaging is great. And this Did I send you one of these, Josh? Yeah, tell me about this. Oh, look at that. We had matching ones. So this is, well, the the hand sanities were part of like out of necessity, but um, I wanted to do something because people kept saying in, in April and May, like my hands are so dry, the hand washing and the hand sanitizing and like I'm cracked, I'm bleeding and they're ordering bombs. And, and it just felt like we were all trying to figure out how to do something in this moment when we all felt so powerless. And so I was like, I need to do something special in a bomb because everybody's hands are suffering. And we all want to say thank you to each other. And people were buying our cracked hands and giving them to the delivery people, the grocery store people. And I heard Alicia Keys on like Good Morning America singing a song she wrote in COVID. And I just started bawling. And I was like, I got it. I got it. It's got to have a hand. Da, 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 da. And my friend said, you got to put essential in it because that's a word that has no meaning because of this new meaning because of this year. So if you read the back, what we wrote was, this is a thank you. It says, 
Wherever you are and whatever you do, we thank you. Your hardworking and well-washed hands thank you too. We share this organic shea butter and olive oil balm to soothe, moisturize, and express gratitude. You are appreciated. So these have become, like I just dropped off 100 for a hospital um, for all the ICU people that work there. People are gifting them. We're donating some. The packaging got donated by our partners. And, um, and yeah, they just keep living on. And they just keep, we keep saying we spread joy and we soothe skin. And the essential balm is very much uh it's only online it's just for this year and you know probably into next year but it had a time and a place it's awesome uh, and i'm gonna ask this one last question and then i'm gonna let you go uh tiffany wants to know if you're allergic to bees is it safe yes my son is allergic to bees and we learned that and th there doesn't seem to be any correlation i have yet to find a product person who's allergic to bees who can't use the product um, Alex, this lip balm is good for crack, crack lips. Her lip balm is, that's the one we're looking for. And so everybody, uh, Gabba, this was so fun. So fun. We'll make lip balm next time, Josh. It was great. Uh, yeah. And, and everybody, please go to madgabs.com. Everybody's doing some shopping for the holidays and this is great stuff. And she's a great person with a great message. And oh, can uh, I say one more thing? Of course. So I just want to, I always forget to say this, but this is the heart of the whole mission has become our Gab Girls program, which we started in 2017. So we do free workshops um, to teach 11 to 16 year old girls about entrepreneurship. And we work with all these schools doing internships, apprenticeships and mentoring programs. And we did a bunch online this year, but the Gab Girls programs are growing in 2021. We're actually incubating uh, five young business ideas this winter. So the idea of Mad Gabs is to grow the business, but because so many people taught me about business as I was coming up, we've started to formalize the help that we give back to the community is in the Gab Girls programs. And so people can feel good that they're not just buying awesome products from a, you know, a bootstrapping company, but they're also helping the next generation of girl bosses because they're coming up and we're going to help them. I love that. Yeah. And I love getting a chance to talk to you selfishly, everybody, just so you know, like for me, this was, this is like, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. I love talking to you. Me too. Me too. you and I'm so glad you're doing well. Thank you. Um, tell Anton to say hello. I definitely will. I'll talk to him later. And you have a great weekend. And goodbye to all you Josh people. It's been fun to be here. Bad jobs, everybody. See Bye. You. Good to see you. I mean, guys. I mean, all the feels for me, talking to my friends from high school. But. You know, Gab and her friends have always been so good at coming out to what's up, Ray Ray, you taking off? Um, I'm not done yet. I got a couple more things if anyone wants to stick around. Good to see you, Tiff. Um, but just such a such a good time. I appreciate that. She is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, okay, everybody. So I know we're running a little late. We're already at an hour. So we're probably not gonna get to the weird news. Um, we can get to the weird news or we can get to, um, uh, me getting started doing stand up in Seattle. I'll let you guys make a couple comments here in the side to, uh, okay. All right, right, right. Good, good, good. Um, uh, I'll let you guys kind of throw in, um, yes, Dave, a hundred percent. I'll let you, uh, by the way, I love your new avatar dude with you and your boy. That's so cool. Um, so James goes weird. We'll take the first like 10 votes and we'll add them up. Uh, I will tell you at the end, uh, weird news, weird news, three weird news is one Seattle. Oh, we're going weird. All right, everybody. We're already at six weird. So 
Um, and we'll get to the new, we'll, I mean, I can always talk to you about things that uh, I've done in the past. This story that I posted on my Instagram, and it's not, how's my VR? I haven't tried it yet. I'm getting into it when I get home. So guys, uh, somebody sent me this and I was obsessed with it. It was something in, on Craigslist. And here we go. The title is, it says, be naked at my sister's wedding. If you've been on my Instagram page, you've seen this. Be naked at my sister's wedding, Lower East Side. And here's what the advertisement reads. And then we'll get into it. And I'm going to let you guys, hold on, let me get you guys. Anybody, obviously, who wants to um, join in here, I'm going to post it in the chat. For those of you listening, if you ever want to join in, um, we do this on my Facebook fan page. And there we go. All right, so... Are you getting the new Oculus? Get it, Ray Ray. I'll see you on there. Um, so anybody who wants to join in. So the heading is, Be Naked at My Sister's Wedding, Lower East Side. And the advertisement reads, My sister is having an outdoor wedding in New Canaan, Connecticut, in May. I want someone to be naked in the woods and to run through the wedding in order to ruin it. I will pay you and protect you from my family. Get the fuck out of here. What? Uh, can you join on here for free, Alex? Yeah, man. Let's try again, guys. How about that? Did that not work? If it doesn't work, I'll do another one. Um, but come on. This kills me too. There's so much to go over here. So much to unpack. Let's get into it. All right. First of all, do we think this is a brother or a sister? Now, my instinct says brother, because as soon as I hear naked, ruin it. What that says to me is this is a dude. Dude goes, what's going to fuck this up most? Ruin, right? I mean, how much does it pay? I'm with you, Ryan. I would do that shit too. Okay, so, all right. I respect this person and the lengths. Do you guys know? I mean, you guys know what I did to my buddy at his bachelor party. So you know, it's a dude, brother, brother. Everyone says brother. Whoa, wait a second. Sister and sister? Really? Interesting. Why? I can't, I, that, I would have never thought that. I'm going to, I see Ray Ray and Margaret and Jennifer and Kat down below. Good to see you all. Um, but here's the thing. First of all, without a doubt, it's a dude who's replying to this ad. There's right. It's a guy that's replying to the ad. Here's a couple things. And I will tell you what my first, my first, oh, Kelsey said all girls too. Definitely sister. That's crazy. Um, here's the first thing. My first question wasn't how much does it pay? Because I would probably do it for free. Do you know what I mean? Just for fun. Because nudity isn't my hangup, guys. If you know anything about me, like, if it's funny, I'll be naked. I don't really care. I've never had a hangup with nudity, right? But I don't care how much money it is because if it's funny and we're going to get a good story out of it, I'm on board 100% to do it. 
I'm going to ask you what you, my first question, Dave, same thing. Do it for the story. My first question is, I can I see pictures of the people going to your wedding? Are these people, do they look like they're going to be faster than me? Are there people who are in shape that could run and catch me and beat the shit out of me? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to need to get, how do I know you can protect me? Because when I'm, listen, guys, and um, I don't know how else to say this, but as a man, running, and, and women, when you run naked, you have your own. I watch Beth run if she doesn't have a bra and she holds her boobs. You know, you guys run like this, right? I've seen it a million times. Yes. However, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever seen a naked dude sprinting? No. I'm going to tell you why. That shit hurts. That hurts a lot. Ray Ray, you've seen a naked guy sprinting? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. You, you've seen naked dudes sprinting? Yes. Here in Colorado, Why? yes, got drunk. Well, he was drunk and he was fucking streaking and he took off down the fucking street. Like a Man, jackass but- and all this, like a fucking oh. elephant nose, just flapping. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it, wasn't, it was not great. It was fucking hilarious, yes. <laughs> I've done it, I've done it, but it is not comfortable at all. Oh, it hurts. It's got to hurt. I mean... Yeah. Boobs, it, like you said, Beth, you gotta grab them. It's not like that. It's, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna check back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that's my question. My question is, how are you going to guarantee me you can protect me? Hey, Margo, how are you gonna guarantee me you can protect me from your family? That's my question because I can't think of a whole lot of things. Look, to be naked in handcuffs is probably super embarrassing. But you know what's even probably more embarrassing? To get the shit beat out of you while you're naked. That has got to be just a the most vulnerable, like the worst. I don't even know. That would be the hardest situation. Although, let me ask you this. Do you think if a dude was chasing me and I was naked and I just stopped running, and just ran right at him. Do you think maybe? Are you leaving, Cat? Hold on. Okay. A second. Are you taking off? I, I'm hiding in the bathroom at Tesla. Are you at work? Look. <laughs> yeah. Go back to work. I don't want to get you in trouble. You're the. But I had to tell you I love you. I love you. Thank you, and congratulations on your job. Thanks. Um, that's so cool, everybody. That's so cool seeing her at work. That's awesome. Um, th- there's so many questions, right? How many family members? That, exactly. I just, it's just, oof. I'm going to need the escape plan. I am going to need a guest list. And I guess I might need to know how much I'm getting paid. Those would be the things I would need to know. Jennifer. Oh, your your mic's off. I'm Jennifer. Hi. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Say somebody Hello. says to you, I want you to okay. sprint at my sister's wedding. How much money is it going to cost? And what are the things that you're going to need in order to do it? Well, 
it would be real easy for me because I use a wheelchair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my asses be flying. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that takes a couple questions off the list right there. <laughs> yeah. I I I think it but, would I mean, you know. What what would someone say if they said, listen, Jennifer, I need you to get naked and, and just come down the aisle. How much? And does it depend whose wedding it is? Tough if one. it's an absolute stranger, I'd probably be it'd probably be cheaper than it would be for someone I know. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that 100. percent Where 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 are you today, by the way? Um, in Ohio. Ohio. All right. Um, and is this the first? This is the first time I've seen you down below on the stream. Do you do you come into the streams a bunch? No, this is the first time I've been here. Well, uh, welcome to you. We always do some weird fun on Fridays at three o'clock central. We would love you to join in anytime and come down below. And I always, if you want to hang out here, I might jump back to you, but it was, it was nice talking to you. And uh, I hope you stick around for a little more. Oh, always watching your Facebook posts. I love you. You're hilarious. Thank you, Jennifer. My, my favorite one is the guy diddling his girlfriend during your show. Yeah. Mr. And Mr. Fingerbanger. They were awesome. By the way, uh, a lot of people, Jennifer, saying hello and welcome to you. This is a very cool group, um, and so you'll be you'll be welcomed in with open arms here. Welcome, Jennifer. Everybody's saying hello, so we're happy to have you, and and I hope to see you next Friday. Bye, Jennifer. Yeah, always nice to see somebody new. I'm gonna need to know from you, Margaret. How much is it gonna cost for you to streak through a wedding? And what are the things that you're going to need for safety? Um, oh, boy. Repeat that one more time. You're cutting out. Maybe am I cutting out? Everybody, am I cutting out? Um, my question is, how much would it take for you to streak through a wedding? A bag of weed. <laughs> Here, I've stripped down with my fucking shirt off and everything, just sitting around partying with friends. It wouldn't take me much, not at all. Man, I fucking love this group. Look at look at look at the answers. Debbie says a joint in an open bar. Trey, five bucks. Trey, five bucks, man. I mean, this is the best group I know, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good to know. And Margaret, thank you. And once again, Margaret is is um you're managing over that the Josh Wolf page over there, and so thank you so much for doing that. It looks great over there. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're the best. Talk soon, um, guys. This is like I want you to tell me in the chat what are the what what do you need? Tell me the money. How much it would cost for you 
And what are the things you need in order to do it? Like, so for me, I'm going to need to see a wedding list just to make sure. And would you rather do it for strangers or somebody you know? This is interesting. Edibles and a half ounce. Cody said he'd do it for free and post it. I like that one. A sock for the after party. Yeah, why not? I love this, Dave. Zero dollars. Map of the streaking route. Guaranteed getaway vehicle. Ma Dave, so far to me, I like, I'm with you on the zero dollars. But I'm all about safety. So I'm with you on the last two also. I'm going to need to see where we're doing the wedding. And then I'm going to need to know the smartest way out. Uh, Travis says he would take a hoverboard, weed and beer and nunchucks. Man, you don't know. How, Travis, I'm looking at the picture of you. You don't know how to use nunchucks, dude. Come on, man. You're going to hit yourself in the nuts. Uh, Deanna wants the $13,000 to pay off her bills. I'm with you on that. And I need, exactly. This is hilarious. I need those terms in writing like Kelvin said. Um, it is a, it is a baller move, everybody, a baller, baller move to do that to somebody, you know, baller move. Um, so I would love for you guys send me in, um, what your three things, how much and what you would need to make sure that you would do it. Send those into me. Uh, you can tweet them into me for those of you listening. Uh, or you can send them here on Facebook. I always uh, curious to see. Uh, last week, when we went over the five things that people would bring to an orgy, the uh, messages I've been getting have been amazing. So keep them up. I love to see them. Um, and uh, I'm going to end it with this, guys. Um, I've been, you, you know, I've been learning a lot about myself. I think I've been talking a lot about that here on this particular. A podcast and this stream and also over on the Patreon podcast. Those are super personal also. Um, but uh, I've been learning a lot about myself and um, here's the thing that I've learned recently that ha has made me angry at myself, but also I'm so glad that I've figured it out. I had no idea um, that, hold on one second. And by the way, everybody, uh, I'm, and I'm blocking the WhatsApp guy. Uh, nobody on here. If I'm ever, if you ever see an account where I'm asking for money or you can win money, it's not me guys. I'm never gonna, I'm never going to be sending money out. I'm going to say, I send t-shirts out, send hats out. I send you, Oh, Ray Ray got hers today. That looks great. Right. Oh, no one, no, no, no worries, Baylor. Thanks for tuning in. I'm never going to be giving away money. It is a scam. Um, but here's what I have really figured out, and I need to figure out why I do it and why I've done it in the past. When I look at the things that haven't worked for me, and this is in my career, in my personal life, I do the right thing. In my career, I, this, the only person that's ever really sabotaged me is me. I, I've done so many things when I look at 
things that have fallen in the past or things that aren't as big as I would have hoped or honestly, um, if I look at my YouTube page, which last year really exploded, I'm really good at getting up to the edge of where I want to be. And then I always do something when I look at it to sabotage myself. And um, it's it's got to fall somewhere in between um, thinking I don't deserve what I want or not liking myself enough to 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 think I deserve it. And so if I go, I'm going to give a good example. And this one is fresh. Um, and this one is, is, is a fresh wound and uh, one that I have been trying not to beat myself up about. You know, and, and not 100% my fault, but I didn't do what I needed to do to at least give, ooh, interesting, interesting, Shannon. It's, and I think it's less being afraid to get it and more being afraid that, so for those of you listening and not watching, Shannon wrote, or, or being afraid to get it. It, it. Afraid that I try as hard as I can and I still don't get it. Because then that is a direct reflection on me. If I sabotage myself a little bit, I can always give myself an excuse, right? As to why it didn't work. But if I know I go give 100 and it doesn't work, it's very personal. So when I look at controlled chaos, and, um, and for those of you who didn't watch it or if you're listening and, and you don't know what it is, Control Chaos was a show that I did for probably two and a half years. It's the, the most fun I've ever had on a show that I created. It was 100% me. It is 100% me. And, and what I think is funny and how I want a show to be. So the creative part of it I, was me. But guys, if you watched it over the last couple of years, you noticed that the video wasn't great. The audio wasn't great. And I would always make excuses why, oh, I can't do that, or I can't afford that, or I can't get into this studio. But when I looked at people who were, everybody in my business, all of their videos, crisp and clean, even people just starting. And I just never would invest in the things that I, I would, listen, if, if my kids asked me, I need this amount of money, I'd be, you got it. If I, if my, if Beth needs something, she needs to make something, you got it. But when it comes to me, I just wasn't doing it. And for chaos, which is the freshest one. Yeah, dude, it still was fun and fun to watch. But one of the reasons why it didn't do what I wanted it to do was because I never gave it the chance to um, in how I presented it. I presented it so people would see it, but then I could always be like, oh, they fucking no people. But one of the reasons was that the product was not as good as I could have made it. And that's nobody's fault but my own, right? Um, 
I think Pam says, don't you think it's deeper than that? Self-sabotage is conditioned from way back. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it came from, but I know that I have been doing it to myself. I, I think that I'm good at struggle. I think I'm good at it. I think, I think that time I spent with my kids in that one room and even back, you know, we didn't have any money growing up. Like I'm not too hard on myself around. I don't feel like I'm hard on myself. I feel like that I'm just speaking the truth, you know, you know, I just recently broke this habit and please tell me if any of you have done this. I just recently broke the habit of going to a restaurant and not getting what I wanted because nah, I shouldn't spend that three or four extra dollars because I want the, I, but I should just get the half chicken because that's what I want. I, it's cheaper and it's fine. Like I'm punishing myself. Like I took myself out to dinner, showed myself all these things that I couldn't get, not couldn't get, but didn't feel like I deserve that I could give myself, right? A hundred percent, James. I, I feel this to be true. As long as you tell yourself you're good at struggle, that's enough to keep you there. I agree. And I'm really trying to change that. Um, I'm really trying to change that. I'm really like, you know, if you guys saw the high life, I really tried to get a better camera and a better mic and I just got to figure out how to make it happen, but I have it now. Like, and I'm, I really am trying to, to, to tell myself that I deserve the things that, that I think everyone deserves. And, um, you know, I get really kind of emotional when I talk about this stuff with myself and right now with you guys, because makes me so mad that I did that to myself for so long, like that I punished myself. And so I'm trying not to punish myself for that. Do you know, I'm trying to just go, okay, this is who you were and it doesn't mean it's who you are. And you can always um, correct that. And so I am actively trying to. And one of the ways for me to help correct it is to speak it out loud. The more I speak it out loud, the more I can remind myself of the things that I need to do for me and that are important to me. And so I, I thoroughly enjoy talking with you all. This group that, I, that we have here, I say it every week, is, is special to me, man. You guys are real special to me. And so I appreciate all of you and all of you taking time out of your day to join me here. Um, and for those of you taking time out of your day to listen, um, it's, um, it's been really, this group has been really, um, uh, important to me and I want to thank you all for that. And so, uh, yeah, and I'm going to see you here every Friday and, um, on Sundays, um, on Sundays, I'm going to start doing a um, show 
uh, called Family Time. There will be a High Live Monday. I'm going to start doing a show called Family Time on Monday, uh, Sundays um, where I just interview people that I went to high school with, that I went to college with, my family. Um, because I, I, uh, I, I spent the last couple of years just putting my face in the dirt and running. And I feel like I lost touch with a lot of, uh, a lot of people I didn't want to lose touch with. And, and, um, and so I'm going to start that podcast because these are important people to me and in my life. And, you know, like, when I listen to pod, look podcasts that have famous comics, and, and I love that too, and I'll have some people on here, but that conversation that I had with Gab just now, um, it makes me happy. I, I love it. I love connecting with people that I love. So that's it. We're going to do some more of that. Um, and uh, I love you. Make sure you go to Mad Gab. She's such a good person. Uh, Ray, Ray, and Jennifer, I see you. Thank you all so. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Ray, Ray, let me hold on one second. Let me see that shirt. Let me see that shirt. Yeah, I love it. I'm glad it got. I got. I'm going to be getting me um, two more: the high live and this one in the like magenta or something. That you have. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. Love Happy you. holidays, you. man. Love you too. Thank you. Um, yeah, definitely, Joseph. But sometimes, you know, it's it's it can't be funny ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, uh, Ray Ray looks great. You're right, Crystal. Um, yeah, you see that? She said, "Looks great." Got the same one for those of you who. Uh, Want one of those? Uh, JoshWolfMerch.com. And um, that's it, everybody. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening to the and watching the Tell Me Something Good Pod Pod. Um, we'll get back to how I started in Seattle. I know a lot of people ask me about that. I got some other stories I didn't get to. Um, we're going to have a fun guest next Friday. Um, and by the way, when we have guests, Gab was longer than – I'm never going to do more than 15, 20 minutes. Um, and um, we love you, everybody. We'll see you next week.